welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet art critic Jerry Saltz, museum curator Sarah Urist-Green, and writer Adrian Rafel. Each of these authors is passionate about art, artists, and how the creative impulse can permeate the everyday. Go behind the mic as they talk about recording their audiobooks and the unique challenges and joys of translating the visual medium of their books into the spoken word. Plus, find out who became a dedicated student of the arts, even though they never did a lick of homework in high school. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Jerry Saltz, and I'm the senior art critic for New York Magazine, and my book is How to Be an Artist. Once upon a time, I was an artist. I am a failed artist. I listened to the demons. I stopped making work. I spent decades in that kind of hell of wanting and wanting, but being too afraid, unable to overcome the fear and not making. I became a long-distance truck driver. By the time I was about 40, having never written a word in my life, eaten alive with unhappiness, I just thought nothing can be worse than this. So one day at a party in New York, somebody said to me, what do you do? And I said, um, I'm an art critic. And they went, cool. And I thought, okay, I'll be an art critic. And so I began to teach myself to write. How to Be an Artist is, in a way, a culmination of all of that journey, plus spending decades around art, around artists, listening to what they go through, knowing how it feels, and trying to give the best secrets and tips I know, just trying to give them to people, to make what's very hard a little bit easier and really something beautiful. Narrating my own book I could write a whole book about that. I was so deep inside of myself, listening to my mouth move, watching my tongue bosh around. I don't think at certain points I knew what I was saying. Other times I was afraid I was barking. Other times I was rewriting my work. I was loving what I was reading, thinking I need to go home, I want to write more, I've got to write longer, this section is so great, I could make it a book. I mean, <laughs> it's not often that an author gets to be indulged this way, and it is so fun, and I am so grateful, and I hope people will get something out of it, because I sure got a lot. There were so many names and words and phrases I wasn't positive how to pronounce out loud because, well, writers are just using the sound of the word, the length of the word, how many syllables, and then hearing them, some I thought, oh, that's a beautiful internal rhyme, and others I thought, must not use French or Russian words anymore. I cannot say them off the tip of my tongue. But mostly I was happy that I seemed to keep my own language simple, stupid, and within my mouth. 
I'm proud that I got to read this book because I'm hoping that some of my deep feelings about this subject were embedded in the material of my very reading, that my voice, my care, my passion, my empathy, my desperation for other people to be able to go through what I went through and come out on the other side and just be so happy that they can simply work it all. I hope that that came through in the reading. And if it didn't, I have to apologize because, well, this is the only time I've ever done this. And if I'm really lucky, I will write a short book again. So if I do it again, it won't be that hard. I promise I'll get better the next time. Who is your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't read it yourself? Anthony Hopkins. I think when he says, Clarice, he could just say that instead of my book, and it would be really good. What was the last great audiobook you listened to? The last one I did hear was tremendous. It was John Milton's Samson Agonistes. Only one version of it exists, and it is epically brilliant, and I would recommend it to anybody. And yes, somebody without a degree that barely can read can even understand John Milton. So as big a dope or loser as you think you are out there, listen, if I can do it, I promise you can do it. And it is fabulous. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. If you're worried about drawing, start by making simple marks. Tell yourself you're just playing, experimenting, outlining, seeing what looks like what. If you can write, you already know how to draw. You already have a form of your own, a style of making letters and numbers and your own special doodles. Don't you love how you write the first letter of your first name? These are forms of drawing, too. This is Sarah Urest-Green. I wrote my book because when I was working in a museum as a curator, I kept meeting all of these amazing and interesting artists, and I felt like their stories weren't really reflected in the gallery or with their work. And I wanted other people to know how wonderful artists are and how many cool and interesting things that they're doing. And they're not fancy or pretentious necessarily. And they have many ways of approaching the world that can be directly relevant in your life. So I left my job at the museum and started traveling around the country and interviewing artists and asking them to give assignments out for anybody, for not somebody with training, but for somebody with a little bit of ingenuity who could look at the things they have around them and make things that express the way they see the world. If I had to use one word to describe the process of recording my audiobook, it would be humbling. (laughs) 
This book brings together the voices of many different artists, and it felt like a big job to be bringing them all together into one place and through the recording. But I loved it. I felt like I got to spend some time with the artists again and be with their work and their ideas a little more. So it was also enjoyable. That's way more than one word. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear these words with the intonation that I intended them. When you write, you hope that people hear things the way you're thinking them. But with recording this audiobook, I got to say it just as I meant for it to be heard. And so I hope that people enjoy that. My dream narrator for this book would actually be to have each of the artists who came up with the assignments record their own assignment. I wrote a lot of these words, but the ideas are theirs, and I would love to hear this voiced by all of the artists. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but recently I've been re-listening to the Harry Potter series of audiobooks with my 10-year-old son, and hearing it again with him has been such a different and rewarding experience from my first time hearing those audiobooks. They're wonderfully voiced by Jim Dale, and they bring the story so alive, and I'm just greatly appreciative of the time spent together listening to them with my son. My favorite place to listen to an audiobook has to be on a beach somewhere, but that doesn't happen very often. So the place that I most listen to audiobooks is in the car. I live in a car city, so that's where it happens. And you've got the nice stereo surround, so it's a good environment for audiobook listening. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. When I was a kid growing up in Birmingham, Alabama, I took an art class taught by Lonnie Holly. At the time, he went by the name The Sandman, after the sandstone-like material that inspired his first artworks and into which he carved faces, figures, and forms. Holly was like no one I'd ever met, warm, wise, wildly imaginative, rings on nearly all of his fingers, and driven to make in a way I'd never witnessed before. Best of all, he took us young people seriously. Holly presented us each with a block of sandstone and challenged us to carve something from it. We knew what his work looked like and not much else, but we set about our task with gusto, filing away our blocks until we were happy enough with what we'd made. The idea was not for us all to become artists like Holly or to make sculptures that looked just like his. It was to try on a way of working for a while, to gain a momentary glimpse into the materials and ideas that inspired him to make art. Hi, this is Adrian Rafel, author of Thinking Inside the Box. I wrote my book because I've always loved words and word games, and my family has always been really into games. But I've also kind of been average at crosswords, but I saw all these people who were amazing at crosswords and loved them so much. And then I also saw these people who hated them so much, and I saw millions others who just kind of did them on the subway. And I thought, what is this thing that touches all aspects of society? And then I started deep diving. (laughs) If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word— That word would be out of body, which might be cheating a little bit, but 
I realized as I was reading through the book, I had these long swaths where I'd completely forgotten I'd written that thing, and then I was just kind of carried along in the moment, and suddenly I'd snap back in with a word I'd mispronounce and go, oh, right, 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 that thing. But it was very oddly out of body for a lot of it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing, and I'm going to say it wrong, eccentric, 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 which is sort of meta because it's an eccentric word, but then I just couldn't say it over and over, eccentric. I'm excited that listeners will be able to translate the really very, very visual experience of doing a crossword puzzle into this really cool auditory one. Like I thought at first that, How am I going to record an audio version of a book that's about a visual activity? But actually, it was really kind of surprisingly intuitive to translate the visualness of the crossword into an experience in the ear. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Aquafina because I really want her to write a rap crossword. (laughs) The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Odyssey in Emily Wilson's translation, which Claire Danes narrates. I loved listening to this because it made me realize that, you know, something I have known for a long time but didn't think about until I was listening to the audiobook, Homer composed this thing completely orally, and it's meant to be listened to, and it's just such a beautiful, amazing listen, and really gross in so many places, so much blood spurting out in the Odyssey. But listening to that book made me realize, oh, this is the way this poem is meant to be experienced. I'll do one more because I actually have two thoughts about this. I loved listening to Cork Dork by Bianca Bosker. I know Bianca, and listening to her reading made me really appreciate how much you can get from the author reading the audiobook. I really loved listening to it, and Bianca did a great job. I love listening to audiobooks while I go running, which sounds a little bit counterintuitive, like going running without a steady beat of music. I thought I couldn't do it. But then I realized listening to audiobooks while you have another place going around you is really cool because you start identifying certain places going around you with certain details in the audiobook. Like I remember listening to this Thomas Hardy novel, Jude the Obscure, and I'll never forget the place where I listened to, spoiler alert, when the three children die, and I'll never forget the exact place. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts, the like Harvard Bridge. I'm standing there, and the children are dying, and they're dying in my ear, and it was an extremely powerful moment. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. It's hard to imagine modern life without the crossword. The puzzle originated in 1913, and it soon became part of the fabric of daily existence. Quite literally, the fabric. Over the past century, solvers have sported, among other articles, crossword pattern stockings, scarves, sweaters, and sneakers. The crossword flared as a fad in the 1920s, but unlike other trends of the era, flagpole sitting, marathon dancing, the puzzle endured and thrived.
This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.